Welcome to Integrative Medicine Solutions with Forum Health, the podcast. Our nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers believe in a new standard of healthcare, one that creates optimal health by focusing on partnering with you, understanding your needs, learning about your unique health history, and getting to the root cause of your concerns. Using advanced testing, emerging therapies, and the latest technology, Forum Health providers are at the forefront of integrative and functional health care for all. Your journey to better health starts here. Thank you so much for joining. And I want to introduce my interviewee today. This is Pam Lynn. Um, and she is going to be answering some questions that I'm going to ask her about mindfulness and meditation. Um, and she, I'm gonna let her do her own introduction with her background and whatnot, but I love being able to send people her way um, and then get some really uh, creative ideas for how to implement mindfulness in their day-to-day -day life. Um, so Pam, I'm gonna go ahead and let you kind of introduce yourself if you would, kind of give us a little bit of your, your background, your experience in this and maybe kind of even what led you to the passion of, of mindfulness. Yeah, great, thanks Brett. Um, well, my background is mainly in the private and public sector of education and counseling and consulting. Uh, about seven years ago, uh, through a bunch of synchronicities, I came across uh, a training that really profoundly changed my life and um, it resonated deeply and it changed who I, who I am and how I show up in the world. Wow. And it really helped me to get to know myself at a deeper level. And um, when you find something that authentically really aligns with you, you know, it becomes just ease when you wanna share it with others. Absolutely. So, um, that started about 2013. I was certified in mindfulness from an organization out in California. So that's kind of the beginning of my path of mindfulness cool. meditation. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, okay, so I'm going to jump into my questions I have for you. Um, and sure. that could have kind of been answered here in this first one. But my first question is, when did you start meditating and or like practicing mindfulness? Yeah, I would say actually I started maybe 10 years ago through oh. my yoga practice. We'll really go into the body and find the breath. Um, but then in 2013 is when I was introduced to mindfulness. And so it became more of a formal um, practice and journey into mindfulness meditation probably in 2013. Awesome. Yeah, I've got to say personally, Shavasana is probably my favorite part of yoga. <laughs> <laughs> rest, rest and repair. Yes. I think the trick is trying not to fall asleep though. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, kind of what's happening while we meditate physically to our bodies? Yeah, there's just so much research coming out um, over the last 10 years around the practice of mindfulness and meditation and what it does physically to the body. But I'll just name a few of the things. Um, so cortisol levels are lowered, which is our stress hormone. Um, gray matter is increased in the regions of the brain, which is really important for learning memory, emotional regulation, attention. And then um, brain waves also are increased when we get into a deep state of relaxation. And that helps release dopamine, which is that feel-good neurotransmitter. Mm. So there's just a few of the, the benefits of that practice. 
and there's many, many more, but um, those are some pretty important ones when it comes to overall wellness. Absolutely. Cortisol is something that I work with, you know, work on um, with almost every single client just because stress is such a part of our life, especially this year. Um, you know, we have seen people who are, you know, my, my most relaxed and chill clients, you know, I'm having to work on adrenals and working on the mindfulness and the meditation because they have never experienced this level of stress before so um to know and i and i didn't know about the gray matter that's really cool that's yeah. a really interesting uh nice perk that comes with that how cool is that um so what would you say you know what is mindfulness versus mindlessness mm, yeah <laughs> in its simplest definition uh, mindfulness is present moment awareness without judgment Right? It's about bringing your, your awareness to the present moment. And mindlessness really is more automatic. It's mm -hmm. like habit. It's rigid. And it's unconscious. But mindfulness is conscious awareness. Because you're bringing your awareness right now to what you're thinking, feeling, doing. Awesome. I love that. So yeah. I always explain, you know, pretty much similar to how you just said that, but I always explain mindfulness to my clients as kind of getting off of autopilot. So what would you say is the, the biggest problem with being on autopilot? How does that get us into trouble with our wellness and our health? Yeah, well, autopilot sometimes can be useful. Like we have routines and habits that we're into where autopilot serves us really well. Like just the routine of getting up in the morning. We get up, we might jump in the shower, we brush our teeth, we get dressed, we head downstairs, or we head into the kitchen, we have our cup of coffee or cup of tea. So these are routines that are automatic. They really do not require a lot of our present moment awareness, and, and they serve us well. Or even just getting out the door, thinking about what you do. Usually you do it in a synchronistic way every day. Mm -hmm. You grab your lunch, you fill your water bottle up, you walk out, you start your car. Those are automatic thought processes that, that serve us fine. But when we can get into trouble is when these auto, automatic thought processes really um, are unconscious and maybe they don't serve us in the best interest of our overall wellness. So we can give examples about we automatically go to the refrigerator. Mm. Not really sure why when we stand there, we think we're hungry because it's an automatic response. But maybe if we put a pause there, we can kind of feel into what it is that's going on. What's going on? Am I stressed? Am I bored? You know, what's causing me to go to the snack cupboard right now? Absolutely. We're putting conscious awareness more on our thought process and what we're doing with those thoughts. Yeah. Awesome. So that's when it can get us into trouble. Yeah, I agree. That's fantastic. Um, so how do you feel like mindfulness can help with uh, anxiety and depression issues yeah well like i mentioned earlier the stress hormones are lowered and the body's natural dopamine can be released so emotional regulation and um can occur you know our mind state is so much in the future thinking mm -hmm. worrying preparing mm -hmm. organizing or maybe it's even in the past remembering i should have i could have why didn't i those states in the mind can cause a lot of anxiety or even depressed moods. 
And so when we can bring mindfulness to those awarenesses of our thought processes, we get to be at choice at what we do with that in the next moment. So it's basically taking us off autopilot because those thought processes are very on autopilot until we bring awareness to them. Once we bring awareness, we're taking them off the autopilot and then we're in the front seat driving again. We get to decide how we respond instead of reacting in those um, mind loops that we're very used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, I just even think my own self, you know, how I'll be in the middle of a task, but I'm actually in my brain thinking about, you know, okay, but I got to do this and I got to go here and I got to go there. And, and then sometimes it makes me not work on the task I'm doing as well. You know, I don't, the outcome isn't as good, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, um, or I yeah. slip up, I make a mistake, you know? And so by, yeah, pulling that in to that, that mindfulness, I, I think, uh, is helpful in my life for things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be aware of, Brett. Yes. Yes. Well, you have taught me a lot, even though a couple of times, you know, I, I saw Pam Lim privately, uh, my own self, uh, for a couple of visits because that was, you know, a, a big issue for me. I was still learning. I was still really new to all of this. And, um, you know, she was really helping me to understand that my, my thought process of basically I was living in the future um, constantly, you know, and I didn't really never really thought about it. it never really occurred to me you know that that was happening and that that living in the future was triggering you know this anxiety in me because mm -hmm. there, there were things i couldn't control over there right yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. yeah absolutely yeah that was triggering for me so yeah it's been a lot uh very helpful to bring myself back into the present moment i'm still learning i'm still working on it it's certainly not perfect we all are we all are it's <laughs> yes. a journey for sure <laughs> yes i think there's, there's a reason they call it a practice i think <laughs> yeah um, so, you know, speaking of meditation and, and bring yourself into that awareness and, and things, I have a lot of clients who say, you know, when I talk to them about meditation and, and mindfulness and they say, well, that's not for me because I can't get my brain to shut off. Um, so, you know, first of all, if you could talk on that topic on how is meditation for everyone, even if you do fall into this boat and why is it so hard for us, you know, to get into that state of relaxation? Yeah. Well, I'll just kind of quote a statistic that was published, um, I believe it was in 2018, um, that people receive every day about 105,000 words or 23 words per second. Wow. Yeah. And so we're, we're constantly exposed, you know, through our mobile devices, online services, email, the internet, television, radio social media, we're exposed to so much more information than we ever have been before. So our body doesn't really have the ability to process all of that information in the moment. And so it becomes very, very difficult to re-regulate. So yes, I believe everyone can use this practice as a benefit to help their body calm down, to re-regulate. I want to speak a little bit about quieting the mind. So quiet, the mind might quiet as a benefit of this practice, but that's not the end result. I mean, that's not the goal, I'll say. The goal is more to put awareness on what the mind is saying, what the mind is doing, 
and how does it affect us in our daily life? The mind's going to run. The mind mm-hmm. runs, 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 future past, future past. But when we can become aware of what's driving that bus, then we get, again, to get to be at choice of what we do with that next moment. Do we want to continue to run on autopilot and stay stressed and let that regulate that re- dysregulation stay a part of our life, which can cause a lot of health you know, problems? Exactly. Or this practice is a practice of becoming more and more aware of our thinking and our doing and our feeling, our sensing body. And then we get to choose what we do with that in the next moment. Maybe we take a breath. Maybe we ground ourselves in the moment just for one moment so that the body has a chance to catch up and the mind might settle, but that's not, we're not trying to quiet the mind because anytime you're trying to push something away, it's going to what? Persist. So we want to accept that. We want to accept the mind, non-judgmental awareness. We want to accept whatever's there in our own you know, physicality, in our own sensing body, in our own mind stream. It's more, more about just becoming aware deeply with ourselves and developing that relationship. That's beautiful. I love that explanation. <laughs> I'm going to have to um, just record that little blip and like have all my clients listen to that <laughs> and say, see, you can do it. You yeah. can be mindful. You can meditate. <laughs> it's yeah. okay if your brain is going spazzy. <laughs> yes, we are, all of our. Yes, you're you're not alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what people need to realize. You're not alone in that. Yeah, because Most people's brains are constantly running. Yeah, it's it's you know I I heard a great quote at some point that said that meditation isn't about you know shutting the thoughts down. It's more about not letting the thoughts control you. And yeah. that resonated really deeply with me because I was, I, you know, as you, I don't know if you remember or not, but that was something for me that I was like, I would sit down, I would try to get all Zen and I would like try to quiet my mind. And then the grocery list would start or, you know, I'd start thinking about something else and then I would get frustrated and be like, okay, okay, we're starting over. We're starting over and go. <laughs> And it is very typical, very, very tough at the beginning. Yeah. So I think a lot of the people who maybe tried it once or twice probably had the same experience as me. Um, But again, mindfulness and meditation, both they're their own practices. And I think they just take time to, you know, for your body to learn. It's like muscle memory. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. A good way to put it. Yeah. So um, what are some ways that people can begin a meditation routine? Like if they've never done something like this before, what are, what are some ways they can get started? Hmm. Well, it starts with just one moment, right? Bringing our awareness just to this moment, right here, right now. Kind of noticing where you're at, what room you're in, what sounds you hear. Maybe what sensations are going on in the body. Maybe where your thoughts are running to right now. And it really just starts with one moment. And then there, of course, you know, a lot of information out there that you can learn from. You can take classes, you can read books, you can listen to podcasts, you can download apps. Um, But really, it's just about being in this moment right now without any judgment for what it is. And if you can build on those small moments throughout your day, you know, you're developing a practice. 
That's and it is awesome. on your overall wellness. I love that. I love that. Just one moment of just even a mm -hmm. deep breath and awareness of what room you're in. It's it sounds so simple, you know, and yeah. it's just one of those things that goes by the wayside a lot of the time for many um, yeah. because it seems like a daunting task to, okay, I've got to turn on the music or the, the app or, you know, whatever. And, and so it just goes by the wayside. But even if you can look at it just like that, just a moment of a deep breath and a realization yeah. of, of where you are. I love that. Um, are there any materials that you recommend for someone wanting to begin a mindfulness or meditation, uh, practice? Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's so much information out there today on the on the mindfulness. So many people have written books, and but I always like to go back to um, kind of the the guy that coined the term here in the West, um, John Kabat-Zinn, and he started um, back in the '70s with a book. I can't remember when he wrote this, but one of the books that's pretty popular is "Wherever You Go, There You Are." And then, and then full catastrophe living. And then there's um, Sharon Salzberg, Dan Siegel, Dan Goldman, Rick Hansen, Jack Cornfield. They're all real popular in the field of mindfulness. And they've been around for a long time doing a lot of research on it as well. And then, like, as far as parenting, because I know a lot of your clients struggle with that, especially right now when they're trying mm -hmm. to juggle work and online school and um, can be an, a, an additional added stress to everyone's life right now. For sure. Um, a couple good books I would recommend. Dan's book um, called No Drama Parenting. And then Carla Numberg has a, uh, a book called Parenting in the Present Moment, which is a, a nice one to kind of familiarize yourself. How can I show up in the present with my kids? And how can I recognize what I'm bringing into this moment? I'm stressed, if I'm anxious, if I'm thinking about the future, but I'm trying to sit down and have a meal with my kids, you know, what effect am I having? So, wow. so there are and then great podcasts I would recommend would be the 10% Happier podcast. I love that. And then Science of Happiness is a good one because there's a lot of science that goes along with this practice. And, um, Mindfulness Plus, I haven't really explored a lot of, but it's getting great reviews. There's a lot of teachers on the Mindfulness Plus app, and you can take courses, actually. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And then apps is the Insight Timer, but there's Calm, Headspace, and um, Breathe. And then there's one called Meditation Studio. Um, and there's a plethora of others as well. But there's just a few, just to, maybe if you just wanted one or two to explore on your own. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for the recommendations. And yeah, you know, I kind of landed on Insight Timer. Um, I was uh, I was shocked. First of all, it's free. So I was like, well, that's great. You know, just a way to kind of start out and kind of see what this is all about. Um, and what I like about it is that it gives you um, time frames. So say you've only got, you know, three, four minutes, you know, to, to commit to this you can find you know and filter out all the meditations that are within that time frame you can search you know so if you have a specific 
um, issue like anxiety or depression or letting go, um, grounding, you know, you can kind of put the buzzwords in there and it'll filter and pull things up. So I am more familiar with that one than some of the others just because I, yeah. I have used it more. But um, there's, like you said, there's just so many things out there. So you guys listening in, you know, if, if you're exploring, just try different things. You got to find, you know, what works for you. Mm -hmm. I have to concur. I love Insight Timer, too, for all the reasons you just mentioned. And yeah. it is still rated one of the top 10 mindfulness apps as well. So. Awesome. I love yeah. that. That's great. Um, okay, so I did want to ask you uh, another question that is basically asking how mindfulness and meditation are different and how are they the same? Yeah, so the terms do get inter um, interchanged often and frequently. Um and they do embody a lot of the same similarities and have a lot of overlap, but they are different in some regards as well. Because when we look at mindfulness, it's bringing awareness to the present moment of your thoughts, your feelings, what you're doing, and how that affects those around you. Um, and you can do mindfulness at any time, really at any place, anywhere, with anybody. And meditation is really more of a formal practice where you are sitting or lying, you're going inward. I always like to say that um, when you're meditating, you're definitely being mindful. Right. But when you're mindful, it's not necessarily that you're meditating. Mindfulness can happen in moments throughout your day. It's just present moment awareness. Mm-hmm. Oh. Awesome. Perfect. Um, so you've kind of touched on this um, a little bit as I've been asking you, but um, you know, what would you say some of the biggest health benefits of mindfulness and meditation are? Yeah, well, I would say today with a global pandemic going on around us, um, the biggest health benefit is that it can reduce stress. And what does stress do? It, it lowers our immune system. Right. And so that would be my number one reason today that is a perfect response and that is so true you know there's a lot of um, fear uh, going on in the world and the way you know that the media kind of approaches this topic uh, is very fear-based and fear driving um, and it's really too bad because I wish so badly that there that somebody in authority would also touch on how to protect ourselves you know so yeah let's let's be more mindful let's calm down the central nervous system let's eat our vegetables let's you know exercise and move our bodies um you know all of those things are going to be what what creates that positive immune response um but kind of shutting ourselves in and and away from our friends and family and and although that may be necessary we also need to focus on the positive, you know, part of things as well. Um, so this is a great way to do that, you guys. Um, we're listening yeah. in. You know, if you are are having that fear and that anxiety around the state of the world right now, this is a great way to just calm that down so that you are not affecting the immune system with that fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So uh, another question for you, and we're, we just got a couple more, and then we're going to get into a nice meditation all together here. Uh, what are some of the uh, you know ways to be mindful around the holidays? Yeah, you just kind of mentioned a lot of that, Brittany, but I'll, I'll just kind of add on that right now, uh, 
there's a snow globe of stress, right? <laughs> Especially around the holidays, yes. you know, about finances and consumerism and, you know, our work deadlines and taking time off. Do we travel to see family? Do we not? The anxiety around family and mm-hmm. gathering, um, you know, when we're stressed, do we tend to overeat? Are we as prepared as we we normally are when food's prepared for us and that we're not preparing it for our own self? Mm-hmm. Um, do we fall off our exercise routines? So it's kind of like a blizzard all running around in the mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so mindfulness can help bring awareness to that. Where are we holding that stress in my body? What do I tell myself about all of these things? How do I respond? And then with that awareness, again, choice becomes available in what to do in the next moment. Do I make that unhealthy eating platter, or do I try to do my best to stick to my routine? You know, do I get back on my exercise routine, even though maybe I can't, I fell off it after a couple of days, once I become aware of how I'm feeling inside my body because I haven't been doing something physical, or do I get back on that, you know? Mindfulness helps us also practice just acceptance for what we do not have control over. All those things in the future, though, all those fear-based ideas, thoughts that come usually, you know, are out of our control. Mm-hmm. And so acceptance is a really uh, a goal. We want to be able to accept what is in this moment without judgment. And then also mindfulness, there's research that shows that it raises compassion for ourselves and others. And so practicing mindfulness can have a greater effect than having a compassionate heart towards ourselves when we do fall off the wagon of eating or exercising or taking good care of ourselves. We can have forgiveness for ourselves and we can also have gratitude for what is. What do we have right now that's going well? Who do we have in our life that are our great resources and our um, healthy people that surround us? So having gratitude for what is also. All of those are great ways to try to keep ourselves on a healthier path this holiday season with less stress. That is perfect. I love that. Um, You know, I think grace is very, very important for all of us. (laughs) I think at some point or another, you know, be it exercise, be it you know, diet, you know, we've all had some, some shortcomings, um, in one way or another there. And I think it's, it's your approach on that is more important than the actual event that took place. So by looking at it and going, okay, I just destroyed, you know, my whole plan. I, you know, I gained five pounds. So everything is ruined. Right. So the, yeah, giving up versus being able to go, okay, that's really not so bad. Um, let's shift gears here and see what are some positive, you know, changes that I can make. You know, the, the year's not over yet <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, the, the new year is coming. And so, although the situation may not be too, you know, variably different, um, at that point, it's still a good time for reflection and, uh, you know, making those positive changes. So that's perfect. Yeah. So Pam, what would you say is the best piece of advice you can offer the general public, you know, assuming no one that's listening right now has experience with mindfulness or meditation? 
Yeah, I think um, something that might get a good buy-in from people is um, that it's a it's a practice that will improve your overall health and wellness at any age. And there's no cost. There's no gimmick here. There's nothing you need to achieve. And uh, you can utilize this practice from today until your very last day here on Earth for an overall better peace, serenity, acceptance of your life. And um, who wouldn't want that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do for sure. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I really, really appreciate your insight and expertise on this topic. I think, you know, there's just so much to be learned um, for all of us um, as we're in this new season of life and having to sort of navigate things a little differently, be it our families, our jobs, you know, etc. Virtually everything is being affected. And, and so with that, you know, we need to focus on ourselves and we need to really focus on our health. And this is, like you said, a, a very inexpensive way to be able to do that. Um, so I yeah. hope you guys, you know, enjoyed this information that it kind of is, is thought provoking for you that you um, have some, you know, intention maybe after this to begin a practice of your own and use some of these tips from Pam. Um, and at this time, we are actually going to jump into a meditation together. And Pam's going to go ahead and lead that. Um, so I'm going to turn it back over to her. And thank you guys all for tuning in and watching. Um, but in the meantime, I'm so excited. <laughs> this is this is the part I was waiting for. <laughs> so I will turn it over to you, Pam, and we can begin yeah. thank our you, meditation. Brittany. Yes. Yeah, thanks for all you do out there in the world to make a, a healthier and more peaceful, serene place with people Aww. individually one day at a time. Thank so, you so much for saying that. That is so sweet. Yeah. Um, let's just start with a position that feels comfortable to you, uh, whether that's sitting right where you're at or whether it's lying down. Um, and then I ask people to gently just close their eyes or look down if you're comfortable and listen to the sound of the bell. through sound, noticing any sounds that you might hear in the room that you're in right now. Expanding your awareness to any sounds that you hear outside of the room that you're in right now. will wander away 
And we just accept that. The mind wanders. Once we notice that the mind has wandered away in thought, we just gently bring our awareness back to sound. But we're training the brain to come back to present moment. And sound is one way to do that. shift our awareness to our breath noticing where we feel the breath the most in our own body maybe it's in the rise and fall of your chest or your abdomen maybe it's in the cool air coming in through the nose and the warm air flowing out just for the next few moments place your awareness on your breathing Breathing is happening constant, 24 hours, seven days. So this is another good tool to bring your awareness back to your breath because it's happening in the present moment. Breathing in, breathing out. turning towards the body and noticing perhaps any tension that we may hold perhaps in the jaw the throat the neck the shoulders the, te- the chest 
Maybe the abdomen is tightened. And then just take your breath and breathe into those spaces that feel tight, allowing them to expand, release, soften. Come back to the breath again, taking these last few moments to stick with the breath, breathing in, breathing out. And when you're ready, only when you're ready, come back to the space and open your eyes. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Forum Health Podcast. Forum Health is the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers. To learn more about this topic and to find a Forum Health provider near you, visit forumhealth.com.